I'm Linda. And I'm Glenn Dawson. And you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship, where we look at the older hymns and their authors and learn about the stories that inspired their writing. Thomas Chisholm was born in a log cabin in Franklin, Kentucky in 1866. He received his education in a little country schoolhouse and at age 16 began teaching at the same school. He became a Christian at age 27, with no college or seminary training, was ordained to the Methodist ministry at age 36. He served as a minister for a year, until his health made it impossible for him to continue. Chisholm wrote hundreds of poems during his lifetime, and in 1923, he was inspired by Lamentations 3, 22, and 23 to write the text for this hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Because the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Summer and winter, and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars, in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, their own dear presence to cheer and to guide, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, blessings all mine with ten thousands beside. As it turns out, the song was born in sadness and became popular during time of difficulty. Back in 1923, William Runyon was at a personal low point of his life. He studied at Northwestern University and spent 10 years as a minister. He became an evangelist. Preaching at a time when they didn't have microphones took its toll and after 20 years, his voice was shot. Years later, he remembered how he stepped to the pulpit one night and nothing came out. That was it. Then he became progressively deaf, and the doctors told him there was no cure. He tried a megaphone device wrapped around his ears. It was a crazy gizmo straight from the Sears catalog, but it was not much help. So Ryan turned to his other passion, his talent for editing. This was a job he could do with his limited hearing. He took a job in a nominational magazine, then started work on a hymn project, putting out notices that he was interested in purchasing new song lyrics. Meanwhile, in Vineyard, New Jersey, Thomas Chrism heard about Ryan's project and mailed him a stack of a dozen poems. In November 1934, when the Depression lingered at its lowest point, Dr. Will Hewton became Moody's new president. 
He loved Ryan's hymnal and loved the faithfulness song, believing it to be the right message for hard times. Huntington promoted the songs wherever he could. When he hired gospel soloist George Beverly Shea in 1938, he asked Shea to learn the song and feature it on WMBI, where it quickly became a listener favorite. A moody radio ensemble made the first commercial recording in 1942, followed by many others. Later, Shea was traveling with Billy Graham. The evangelistic team took the song on a 1954 tour to Great Britain, and there it was spread all over the world. Thomas Chisholm died in 1960 at age 94. During his lifetime, he wrote more than 1,200 poems and hymns. Faithfulness comes from a place of trust and loyalty. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is a confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. God's faithfulness will never violate His character, but He will bring things in our lives that will work for His glory and His good. See Romans 8.28 And it says, And we know in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Whether we understand it or not, we can be assured that our Lord is completely reliable, trustworthy, and faithful. Hebrews gives a long list of faithful men and women in the Old Testament who trusted God. Abel's understanding of God made his sacrifice real and authentic. Noah trusted God's word about the coming judgment, as well as God's promise to save his family. Abraham and Sarah believed against all evidence that they would have a child. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. A faithful commitment to who God says he is, is basic to walking with God. As Jesus traveled, he responded to people's faith and curtailed his involvement where there was no faith. The Old Testament saints also had faith in the invisible work of God. Abraham never saw his descendants become as numerous as the stars in the sky. Moses never entered the promised land. None of the Old Testament saints lived to see the Messiah, but they were faithful. They believed God to do as he promised. They lived by faith and not by sight. Faithfulness is believing that God is who he says he is. In reality, that means we trust what God says in the Bible and not necessarily what the world or our eyes tell us. We trust he will work out everything for good. We trust he will work his will in us. And we trust that our situation on earth is nothing compared to our future reward in heaven. The only way we can have such faith is by the Holy Spirit's influence. He testifies to the truth and urges us to seek God. The Spirit makes us faithful. We learn to trust a person by getting to know the person. We would not entrust our bank account to a stranger we met in line at the post office. We have no experience with him. Before we know God, 
we're afraid to trust him. We don't yet know who he is or what he may do. We learn to trust God by getting to know him. There are three ways we can get to know him. Studying his word, looking at his work in our lives, and learning to follow his voice. When we study God's word, we see a pattern. We learn that God never changes and never lies. We learn through the Bible that God has never failed. He was always true to his word, like he worked in the lives of the ancient Israelites. When he said he would do something, he did it. We begin to build trust upon his proven character. We can trust that God will be himself. He will never cease acting like God. He will never cease being all-powerful, being holy, or being good. We learn through our own history that he has never failed us either. One command God often gave the Israelites was remember. We need to intentionally remember all the ways that God has provided for us and brought us through the past. Keeping a prayer journal can help us with this. When we recall the ways God answered the prayers, it helps us continue to answering Him and expecting answers. When we come to Him in prayer, we know He always hears us. He provides what we need, and He will always make everything work together for good when we trust Him with it. And we can also learn to trust Him by learning to distinguish His voice from the others that compete for attention. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. We who belong to Jesus need to work on our ability to hear Him. He speaks primarily through His Word, but He can also speak through other people, through circumstances, and through the inner confirmation of the Holy Spirit. As we carefully read and meditate upon Scripture, the Holy Spirit often confirms in our heart a verse or passage that helps us claim it and apply it to our situation. What the Spirit shows us in His Word is to be taken by faith as His message to us. We build trust by claiming His promises and applying them to our lives. To hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, from Jesus, we must first make sure we're saved. The unbelieving will never hear the words, for without faith it is impossible to please God. And recognizing that Jesus is not only your Savior, He is your Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. The faithful journey with God must begin at the foot of the cross. We must consider all he's done for us. We must realize he suffered our just punishment for our sins that we commit. He was died and buried and overcome death for us. Trust him. Receive this free gift of salvation from him. He took our guilt and bore it on himself. Then we can enter into his rest. My friend, do this right now. Today. Now let's listen to Glenn play Great is Thy Faithfulness on the Sax.
Thank you so much for visiting with us today. We hope you enjoyed the program today. Please share our program with your friends on Facebook and other media. Help us expand our listenership and reach people for Christ. Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast is a production of the Glendawson Evangelistic Association. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Lexington, Kentucky. If you'd like us to play your favorite old-time hymn, just let us know by social media. And you can listen to our music on the web anytime with your favorite music streaming application. And remember, you can just say, Alexa, to play our podcast. We'll say goodbye for now, and we'll see you next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast.